Hello and welcome to the All Things Leeds podcast, or the ATL podcast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's episode six. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. We very much appreciate it. Hope you're all doing fantastically well. If you haven't heard me before, I am Ed, founder and creator of All Things Leeds. And as always, I am joined by the main mountain, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? I'm doing great, Ed. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Good week? Yeah. Always. Yeah, good, good. Uh, well, in this episode of the podcast, we will be looking back at Leeds' 2-1 win away at Rotherham United last Saturday. We'll also be discussing the Leeds United under-23s as they beat Sheffield United 1-0 at four parts on Monday. Izzy Brown getting on the score sheet yet again there, so uh, we'll, uh, that keeps them at top of the league as well. Uh, Leeds United have also made their second sign of the January transfer window, but it's not Dan James from Swansea. We'll be going over all that and the rest of the transfer rumours later in the podcast. And then to finish off, we'll be previewing the massive game on Saturday. Norwich City at home, first Thursday, second. We'll go over everything you need to know heading into that one. And we're also joined by a special guest as well. I know we'll be revealed after the intro. All that is coming up. Well, let's start by introducing our guest. First ever person we've welcomed onto the All Things Leeds podcast. You'll recognise him if you are a long-time viewer of All Things Leeds from the match day vlogs from last season. I didn't do too many, but uh, we won't get into that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, we are joined, me and Charles are joined by Mr Chris Chivers. How are you, Chris? I'm good, how are you? I'm not bad, mate, I'm not bad. Uh, welcome onto the All Things Leeds podcast. Thank you Thank for joining us. Thank you for us. having me. First ever guest, you feel privileged? Yeah, I do, to be fair, it's an honour. <laughs> um, can we just discuss, first of all, this shirt that you're wearing? You're, you're on an All Things Leeds <laughs> podcast and you're wearing a football shirt that I don't think me and Charles would have imagined us seeing anytime soon. Lanzarote. It's, 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 it's a it's it's bright pink, it's, it's nice. Yeah. And it is bright pink, salmon pink. Good badge, though. I, I read the badge. Yeah, I, I read the badge yeah, as well. To be I'm fair, just... they've done a, they made the kit themselves. They don't have any sponsors or anything like that. So it's not Nike or anyone, it's their own. No, it's, it's not a bad kit. Why do you have that kit as well? Uh, I went to see a pre season friendly game, so I thought, why not buy a kit whilst I'm there? It was only something like 20 euros, so yeah, why fair not? Enough. What game was it? Uh, Lanzarote versus Mallorca pre season friendly. Banging game. They got destroyed, but... What was the score? It was something like 7-0. 7-0 <laughs> loss. <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> Plenty of goals. Entertaining game, anyway. Um, entertaining. Well, I'm interested to know, Chris, always when I speak to people <clears throat> around our age, how you got into sporting Leeds United? Because growing up, you could have supported a Premier League team. So why, why, why Leeds United? As, as a child, to be fair, like in primary school, there was always people like, oh, Leeds are so good and things like that. And then... Me being Polish, I always followed like Polish people, so I was very Arsenal as a child. But then I went to my first ever Leeds game when I was in year seven, yeah, and I fell in love ever since. It was against Watford, and it was three all because Watford scored an own goal in the second. One of the best games I've ever been to, still to this day. Fair enough. Um, I was at that game. I remember yeah, that. Was, that, really was, that was a brilliant game. To exactly. Be fair. And I was in the South Stand, and then I fell in love with Leeds fans ever since. And that's I, also I was in Family Stand, so it wasn't uh, quite as good, but it was still good. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, one of my other earliest memories is of uh, although it's, it's, it's getting destroyed three 0 at home to Swindon Town. It's one of my uh, lowest points as a Leeds fan. There's some there's some <laughs> matches that you just look back and I think. Oh. <laughs> I remember me looking, looking me down and thinking, Jesus, this, it better get better than this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really amazing? Remember when we were in League One and we were playing Stockport County? Now, the league that they're in, they're in the sixth tier of English football. Mm-hmm. And if they don't go up this season, they're in the top two. But if they don't go up, and Farsi Celtic, who I do a lot of work with, local football team in Leeds, if they go up, Plug. <laughs> we, will be, we will be playing Stockport County next season, Farsi Celtic. Mental. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Because I used to see him play at Ellen Road in League One. Now I'll be seeing him playing in the sixth tier of English football at Fossil Nest. For fa- if you look at it, it just, just shows how far Farsley have risen, doesn't it? Yeah. How well they've done. How yeah, bad Swindon have done. Uh, Stockport. Stockport, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, and early morning as well, and it's absolutely freezing outside. It's so cold. <laughs> well, uh, introduce yourself as well, Chris. Plug anything you want to plug, uh, your Twitter or anything. Uh, the Yorkshire Paul on Twitter and uh, the Yorkshire Paul on like, uh, YouTube. I will be uploading videos very shortly. All right, this podcast is now turning into an ASMR. <laughs> um, 
All right, well, let's move on. So us three will be chatting all things Leeds and starting with the uh, Rotherham game last weekend. Uh, Leeds winning 2-1 away at the New York Stadium. I think me and you, Charles, we got the uh, score prediction right on that one. I think we both went 2-1. Nailed it. Yep, and um, I would say it's a massive win. It's a very important win and it's an important three points that we picked up last Saturday. Yeah, we 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 needed three points because we've had some indifferent form lately. We've, uh, I mean, we got that great win against Derby, but other than that, we've been very poor recently. And Stoke was 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 a really poor performance. But um, yeah, to be fair, first half of Rotherham, I was I was disappointed. It seemed very Stoke like the, yeah. the kind of performance. We, it was just whipping balls in. We weren't really achieving anything. They were out battling us quite a bit in the in the centre of the pitch. We weren't for me. We weren't getting far enough forward. The defence wasn't really getting to the halfway line. The midfield wasn't really pushing on, and Roof was getting isolated. And, but we rectified that after half time with a astute tactical change off Bielsa. Yeah, <laughs> to, to to make a big call and take. Most people's favourite player at the moment off. Yeah, I think it surprised a few people him taking Jack Clark off at half time for Tyler Roberts. Um, pretty poor first half though, and it seems to be the case all the time with, with Leeds United. We all, apart from the Derby game, every other time we've seemed to just not perform too well in the first half, and then we come out the second half and we're just absolutely on fire. I think it had somewhat to do with where we're playing certain players though, because I think. For sure, I think Forshaw needs to play further forward for me. I think uh, when he plays that that deep, he, he's prone to mistakes. He doesn't really, he can't really utilize his passing range properly. And I think Hernandez is always less effective when he's been bogged down in the middle. You know, he's a lot more f- more free and creative when he's got more space. And you're always going to get more space on the wings than you are in the number ten position. Yeah, I think to be fair, when we was playing against Rotherham, that again, like you said, Forshaw's too deep always he is more of an attacking midfielder than he is a defending midfielder but it really does show it showed in um, the Stoke game and it showed in the Rotherham game to begin with but I mean eventually once you know we made them changes at half time the best team came out and won yeah. but it could have been so much different yeah it could have been a lot different really slow really sloppy in the first half of course Rotherham they do go 1-0 ahead on the 28th minute uh, semi uh, a Jai put them one 0 Cracking goal, yeah, really, <laughs> really good goal from one of them. Even build-up play as well. Phillips he gave a ball away first of all, which kind of a mistake on him. And we'll get on to Phillips in a in a short while. But um, really good goal from one of them. Really good one-touch football. Cracking finish from about 20, 25 yards out. If it wasn't against Leeds, I'd have probably thought I'd been a lot more happy about it. <laughs> I, was, I was fuming because we conceded, but I was like, oh, fair enough, it's a good goal, isn't no, it? Surely nothing you can do about that. The Rotherham manager even said um, at the end uh, in his press conference, he said uh, Bielsa was more than happy to have someone you know come and look at him because he's never seen that in training either, so what, what a strike it was. I don't know if Casilla actually got any, anything on it? I think he might have got. I don't think so. I think he did. You know. I think you got, fing- I think you got fingertips on it. Just want enough. Just went right into the it top was, left it corner. Was it, was, it, was, it was a great finish. Really good finish. Never looked like scoring an equaliser before half time, which was annoying. I was watching a Rotherham stream and the smug commentators were <laughs> winding me up. They were just like, "Oh, yeah, I thought it leads the top of the league, but they've not had many shots on target, have they? We've we've, oh, but, we've really dominated this half." It's yeah, just we, like, we, I, really, we did, I really want us to beat uh, you now. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. Wa- we did watch the stream. Uh, <laughs> Every stream I watch, it seems to be of like opposition comment. Like, yeah. I, wa- I watched the Stoke game from, and, and, and there were Stoke City commentators, and they were just oh. God, to be fair, terrible. though, that, uh, the opposition commentators are a lot better than our TV commentators. Um, <laughs> yeah, one 0 to one them after time. Second half came out absolutely dominated this half. Uh, yeah, the, the first couple of minutes they were. It looked like oh, we've, we've not really changed much here, but uh, after about five minutes, we we kind of put huge amounts of pressure on them and they never really managed yeah. to get out of it. And, and as the half wore on as well, they got more tired and yeah. their, their striker wasn't really getting any joy at Cooper and it, it was just getting a bit... They'd lump the ball forward, we'd win it back, we'd press up the pitch, we'd either create a chance or lose the ball, they'd lump it forward lose the ball. <laughs> yeah. It was just a kind of like wave after wave. But it, it, and then we got that, a little bit of slice of luck for, the, for our equaliser. Yeah. yeah, you say first five minutes, yeah, Rotherham, I think, they did get the first chance of the second half. But I don't know what Bielsa said to him at half-time. He must say a lot of good stuff at half-time to get him pumped up and ready. From from what I hear, the Bielsa was actually quite calm at half-time. The players were apparently really, really angry that they just hadn't really turned up. Obviously with themselves and each other, that they, they weren't performing. Um, Bielsa was apparently quite calm. He was expecting he was going to make a change. He knew that, that he probably had faith that they would 
pick up the performance, but um, they, they they were apparently fuming with each other, which I can, I can imagine because Janssen tweeted after the game the atmosphere in the dressing room at half time is exactly what you need to go on and win a game from being 1 0 down. So yeah. kind of implies that yeah, they, they, they've all had a yeah. go at each other. Yeah, to be fair, they, they all did seem really mad. Um, at half time I don't know if you yeah. saw any other players reactions but they were not happy buns yeah. you kind of feel like the public felt the same thing I think if it was a Bolton game Bolton away game and it was I think it was four short afterwards said that they wasted a half yeah he basically just said we came in at half time and just, just, just wasted the first yeah. half yeah. Yeah. which they had done because they were poor in the first half <laughs> yeah. they weren't that much better in the second half but Paddy Bamford came up clutch so it was alright yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Pontus on, on Twitter pretty much saying that. And look at all of Pontus on Twitter. Pontus and Matosh Click. The, the banter is absolutely real. Click's, ah. Click's the funniest <laughs> in, in this squad on Twitter, to be fair. He's hilarious. Maybe a, the only thing that's been funnier than that was when uh, the whole. You remember Calvin Phillips went out with his mum for chocolate cake last season? That was, that was funny too. Uh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I wonder if he still has a slice of chocolate cake at the end of each yeah. week. He'd probably get glared at by Bielsa if he looked at chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I, I know Bielsa's really like. Focuses on like the weight of the players and the fitness of the players, so maybe no chocolate maybe, cake. No, no chocolate <laughs> cake for Phillips, unfortunately. I, I feel like Bielsa would be in the background in some of those photos, just sl- sl- <laughs> sliding in there, taking away the chocolate cake. Have, a, have a salad, Callum. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's for the team. <laughs> um, well, the, the substitution at halftime was Jack Clark going off for Tyler Roberts. What do you think? What do you feel of Tyler Roberts's performance? He, Kind of changed the game for me. He played really well. I like him at number ten. I know people say, "Oh yeah, he's a number nine. I, he's quite tricky. He's got, he comes up with some great footwork now and again. Uh, there was a point in the, in the Stoke game where he um, he basically just he, he Cruyff turned someone uh, on the edge of their box and almost got in with a chance to, sh- to to shoot and score, but he got closed down. Um, but yeah, he's he just pull off quite a few skill moves and he he's. he's Got more energy about him than Pablo Hernandez, which is understandable because he's like 13 years younger. But he's got a bit more, a bit more energy, a bit more speed, and he can he can escape like dangerous situations faster than Pablo can, and he can uh, find that pass. To he does it. A couple, he need, maybe needs to work on his way to pass because every now and again when he got the ball and he tried trying to lay it into roof, lay it into click, his way to pass he put too much on it and go out for a goal kick or something like that. Yeah. So he doesn't need to sort that as a number 10 because way to passes. One of the, I would say, the most important thing as a number ten. If you've got the right way to pass, if you look at like players like David Silva, their way to pass is perfect, and and it, it creates so many chances. But um, yeah, if he, if he works on that, I, I'm more than happy to keep him at number number ten until we, because we've got yeah, barely number tens. As it yeah, is. not not yeah. not many players can play in that position. But yeah, if he if it allows Hernandez to play out wide, I don't see any reason why he can't go back in there for me. Yeah, well if. I, I think he should go under Hernandez's wing a little bit there, where Hernandez can show him the roots of how to be a number 10, you know, show him what the best, you know, methods are to get his weighted pass a lot better. That gives Hernandez that freedom on the left or on the right. That gives him, well, that, that makes him a better player in the middle, and that gives us more space and more attacking ability. Oh, yeah, Bielsa. called him, they call Hernandez the, the silent leader, because <laughs> he's got like a. Like a, a thousand yard stare, like a Vietnam War veteran. His, his, his eyes are like haunted of Pablo Hernandez. <laughs> it looks like he's seen some dark stuff. But, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but he's um, but all, the, the, all the squad seem to respect him. I think uh, Janssen said he was the said he was the best player he's ever played with. Yeah, I mean Pablo Hernandez, no, no question about it. He is just a fantastic player. He's just the be- he is the best player <laughs> in the Leeds team. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, Tyler Roberts, he, he was very good. Jack Clark going off at half time, though probably not. You know, many fans is. What they would have wanted to see, but Jack Clark now for for me he's he comes he goes on the, on the bench and comes off and makes an impact. Well, he said um, after the game that he was really disappointed in himself. I don't know if you saw his Instagram post. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, but um, he he was really disappointed in how he played, and you know you could see the frustration in the way he played as well. It just I, I feel like he is better as a as an impact substitute than what he was starting. I think most people when they when they say oh yeah we don't we didn't want him taking off it's. It's because of the kind of romanticised thing about that we like him because he's he's a youth product and he's been playing really well and we yeah. want to keep him on. But the fact is, if you've got to win a game and you've got an ineffective player on the pitch, they need to be replaced. Yeah. And that, there's nothing personal about it because <laughs> on his days he's an excellent player. But what, if you're not getting any joy out of the fullback, changes need to be made. Yeah. Can't can't afford to be sentimental when you're in a promotion race. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, um, I hope he does get the the chance to come on against Norwich and and show his stuff and because that Norwich have got some young 
fast attacking fullbacks who will get forward and if we can take advantage of that we can punish them on the yeah. counter or just get in behind them because uh, they play three at the back so there is going to be space on, on either wing but uh, yeah I hope he comes on against against Norwich um, yeah do you not think he'll start against Norwich then I don't reckon so no no yeah. I don't think so either I think he'll be on bench yeah definitely for me I think he's I mean, me and you Charles we've discussed it loads on this podcast I think He's just so much better coming coming off the bench. I mean, you look at the Stoke game the other week, and even this game as well. And you're looking at the bench that we uh, that we had, and you know, there's no one to come off really apart from Tyler Roberts who could come on and make a big impact. When Jack Clark is on the bench, he comes off and he makes a big impact. We saw, we saw it many times against you know against Aston Villa and the rest of it. So yeah, for me, Jack Clark much better coming off the bench and making a big impact and changing the game for us. Um, of course, uh, Matthias Click he equalised early on in the second half as well, uh, 51 minutes. Not <laughs> the prettiest of goals you'll see. It looked on the stream as though it was a really sloppy on goal, but I think you know from footage from the crowd, Click definitely got the touch, uh, tapped it under the keeper. The, comment, yeah. the commentators were absolutely fuming that, that, <laughs> that, that it was handball because he basically kicks it back and it hits him in the shoulder, on the edge of his shoulder there, and they were screaming about handball. Yeah. It's like, that, that'd be the softest handball oh, yeah. of all time. Yeah, guys, it was stunning. It was a beautiful goal. It was the scrappiest goal I've ever <laughs> seen. Yeah. I mean, either way, it was Clitt's goal. He equalised. It's one all. Uh, Chris, you were buzzing. You were texting uh, me. Mad. You should have seen me in my house. I was running. All I had my little dog follow up chasing after me. I honestly didn't care. I was just screaming. It could be 20 yards or 30 yards. Click and score a goal. And my mum was like, what the hell are you doing? I was yeah. like, mum, you don't understand. Click's just scored. And she's yeah. like, oh, I, I was sat at the table. My dad was making... Uh, was starting to like make dinner and that, and I had a stream from my phone. And um, you know, because Philae's tweets come in like a minute before the because uh, like, he's like a minute ahead, the streams was like a minute behind. So I just got this notification through, it was just like goal, <laughs> click. I'm just like, Dad, we've scored, come over quick, you'll see it in about 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> same here, same here. Um, there were no um replays on which were really annoying, because, never, never is on iFollow because no. I would see Lee's. I, I turn Twitter alerts off for, for a reason because I don't want it spoiled. Um, so <laughs> so I, I, I watch it, I'm uh, we score, and I'm like, Oh, dad, come and have a look at this. But there's there's no replay, so I'm having to go back and you know, go, go back on my stream and then let him watch it quickly. But um, yeah, one all fantastic, continue to dominate. Rotherham, uh, they were relying on long shots, long throw ins, crosses, and set pieces. Just w- one particularly good long shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Kiko Casilla making a really good save at one all. Was it um, Will Volks? Yeah, Will Volks. Yeah. Um, his effort from about 20 yards out. Um, I thought on the stream it looked like it had just gone wide or it kind of like just no, skimmed I, the post. I, I knew it saved it. Yeah. It, 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 because it, the direction had changed enough that he'd, he'd clearly got it either hit the post or he'd got something on it yeah there's some fantastic footage from the crowd of behind the goal <clears> from the Rotherham fans where you can see the shot and it is going in the top bins it's going top left hand corner but Kiko can see a fantastic fingertip save I mean, I mean that's why we bought him to be fair he's He's, yeah. he's a real Madrid. He was a real Madrid goalkeeper for a reason. Yeah, he he has that produce, and that's what Leeds needed. Because I know for a fact, if, no offense to Bailey Peacock Farrell, because I absolutely loved him when he made a penalty save, and I've loved him at some points in the season. But he wouldn't have made that save. No, no. <clears throat> this is this is weaker side as well. Yeah, because uh, a BPF prefers his left side, mm-hmm. yeah. um, so I I don't reckon he'd, he'd save that. Yeah, um, and Kiko, so, you know, it's what you expect from getting getting someone who you, you're getting from Real Madrid. You expect those type of saves, and they, I mean, it was just fantastic. Yeah, well, <laughs> you get what you pay. I know he's a free transfer technically because we bought him out of his contract, <laughs> but you do get what you pay for. He is definitely the highest paid player in the squad, yeah, which is very doubt. which is very rare to have your goalkeeper be the highest paid player in your squad. It's no, it's almost always your centre forward. See, I would say it's close between him and then. Hernandez, I feel like Hernandez might. No, um, Forshaw will be on decent wages from Borough. Um, Roof will be on low wages because we signed him during the Monk season, so he'll be on quite low. Yeah, uh, Bamf- from Oxford. Bamford will be on high wages. He'll, he'll, Bamford will probably be the highest paid player in the squad, actually. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I mean, apart mo- from Casilla, most expensive player in the squad, and he's only played about three first team games. <laughs> Bolton twice, and I I don't think he played anything else. Phil here posted this the other day, actually. I think it was yesterday where I took a screenshot. He he posted how many times Leeds United have had had an injury this season, you know, how many players and how many games they've missed. We've had 13 different back four combinations. Yeah. That's absolutely mental. Yeah. We've had 25 different players injured throughout the season. (laughs) And in total, all of them have missed 180 games. We're top of the league. It's <laughs> <laughs> just ridiculous, isn't it? It, it makes it what Bielsa is doing so much more better. Like He's improving players, you can clearly see, but the fact that we've had that many injuries, 
See, being out with so many players and he's, we're still top of the league and three points clear as well could go six points clear this weekend it's, it's madness but what do you think Bielsa's training regime's causing them injuries because he's pushing them hard it's I mean, particularly in older players in the squad because yeah. the, young, yeah. the younger ones seem to be adjusting to it a lot better than the older ones like Stuart Dallas had just that if you saw uh, last night or might be night before he immediately yeah. re-injured himself yeah, six, yeah. out for six more as weeks as soon as that happened that's when the 25th player came and now we're 108, 128 <laughs> matches so, so, so Someone just commented, oh yeah, I guess we were due an injury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, really awful news about Dallas. But yeah, you've gone to your point, Chris, about his training regime. I think that's a given, really, with you know, Bielsa. You know, we've seen him for summer, we're putting him through free training sessions a day. You know, Bielsa's style of playing, the fitness that you need to be at, it is going to take a toll. When you're getting pushed to your maximum, it is going to uh, take a toll on you, uh, especially with the older players. And that's why. You know, being linked with Dan James, I think that's why he's the good because you know the young players, and if they develop really well under Bielsa, they're going to be, you know, really really good players in the next few years, uh, without a doubt. Um, but Kiko, see, moving back onto him, really good and impressive game from him uh, for his debut, especially away at Rotherham United. Really, really good. I mean, short sleeves at Rotherham away in January. That's that's, that's a bold move from a Spanish goalkeeper. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. You know, to be fair, he's just come from Spain, where it's what like eighteen, nineteen degrees every day. At the it moment, can't, can't be more than three or four degrees in that ground. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably probably felt like minus two. Yeah, w- wind as well. My cabin great and he stood still the entire game he's not running around like everyone else <laughs> uh, but yeah really good I felt as though we were much quicker getting the ball out from the keeper you know pick up foul he would keep he's, hold of it but he was throwing it out as soon as he got the ball distribution was very very good and yeah. he, um, the amount of times he booted, booted it long and found Roof or found Hernandez or first half found Clark or Jack Harrison he, he was his distribution was good. There is only one criticism I would make, and that was he was absolutely flying out for punches when he didn't actually need to sometimes. Yeah, so, some of them points kind of scared me a bit, especially, I mean, towards the end of the game, six minutes of his time, really late on, there was like a free kick that went in. Only a one goal lead went as well. In, he, w- he would come out, uh, a few points scared me, but for me, Kikok's here, was class, and I'm looking forward to seeing him play in the flesh on Saturday. Although when he did get a punch on it, he sent it absolutely miles. He does, <laughs> yeah. to be fair. He's, yeah, he, he's got a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a boxer's punch on him. Yeah, he's a great player. And then, of course, Click he, uh, wins it for Leeds United on the 86th minute. Really good play here from Leeds uh, on the floor. Click effort from the edge at box 2-1. I'm really pleased for Matash Click because he's been, he hasn't been too good. I mean, especially against Stoke, he didn't have a really good game. Of course, went off during the second half. But I'm re- really pleased for him here scoring two goals. I think he's, I think it's a bad rep, does Click. A lot of the time, purely because he's not the most battling of centre mids. So if he's not scoring or assisting or creating chances every kind of 10 minutes or so, people say, oh, like, what's he really doing in that position? But because um, like, most centre mids don't get as much grief about not scoring. You don't, see, you don't see anyone giving Phillips grief or Forshaw grief for not scoring ever, do you? No, but they, they sit a lot deeper. Yeah, so. no, well, no, but Forshaw did start the season playing in that kind of uh, middle-of-the-pitch click role and he, he didn't get as much grief for not scoring as... It's because of how well he started. It's it's simply because of that. Possibly, Click, yeah. Click has yeah. never scored ten goals in the sk- season ever in in his lifetime. He's never scored two goals in a game. I know. Yeah. I know he hasn't. And the <laughs> fact that he scored seven—is it seven? He's on seven now? goals, six assists. It, the fact that he's on <clears throat> seven goals yeah. is mental. Yeah. And you know what people say? He don't have a left foot. I mean, it what it might have been a scuffed shot. His second one. I actually, I I thought the best part of that goal was his touch to get it out of his feet because mm. when Harrison hit it into him he was in like a crowd of like three bodies and he uh, he touched it with his right foot sent it about four yards and still ran onto it and buried it bottom corner it was, the touch was, the touch was better than the shot I think who was right behind him someone was just behind him but I think they were in an offside position um, I think it might have been Roof. I think he was. He was. He looked at him really angry as soon as he took that touch. Alioski was fuming as well on the wing because he th- he thought uh, Click was going to send it out to him, but he, just <laughs> 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 he he was stood there and you could see him about to run on, and then he just threw his arms down like he was annoyed. <laughs> and then next thing you know, he was running over and celebrating. <laughs> uh, Tyler Roberts was was the best one in the celebration though because he, he was he, he literally ran ri- straight over to him, just like bouncing about. Yeah, yeah we, we were great mental scenes and four minutes to go, we've won the game and like I said. Really pleased for Click, and um, yeah, it's good to see him actually taking shots because I think past few weeks, I mean, you know, going on to Chris's comment, you know, start of the season, he were taking so many shots from outside of the box, scoring quite a lot. He's goal against Derby, and yeah, he hasn't really been that kind of player 
in recent weeks, you know, he hasn't been gambling and taking those long shots, but he, he did this game and two goals for him. Of course, two one to Leeds, full time, really important win, important three points, and it keeps us at the top of the table as well. Three points clear above second place Norwich and six points clear above third place Sheffield United. God, I just hate the nerves. I always preferved it finishing fifteenth because I knew we, we, we could. We, you can't bottle it from fifteenth. <laughs> it just, it just hurts. It hurts because we've been here before and we've screwed up. And it just, we haven't been in this position before, top of no, league. No, we've not been in the, um, in the Grayson season. I think we were second at Christmas. That's the, yeah. that's the closest we've ever come in the championship before to this kind of position. And we didn't sign anybody in the January transfer window and screwed it up. Yeah, but we've made no, we brought in quite a lot of loan signings. I remember brought in like Bobby Bannon and all. Uh, well, yeah, we, we, I think we Grayson wanted a centre back and Chilino refused to sign one. And uh, <laughs> no, we, I think his Norbo got injured and then Chilino we wasn't the only under Grayson. It was um, Ken Bates. And he was uh, was it Bates? Chilino came in when Brian McDermott was in charge oh, after GFH. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My mistake. Come Bates. on, Charles. Bates. I do apologise. Call myself a Leeds fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do uh, apologise. Yeah, it will be. But uh, Chilino was similar though in, in, tra- in transfer windows with McDermott and with Redfern and people like that. He, he refused to sign people. Yeah, cashing my back to the guy Monk season when he did signings and Mo Barrow, Alfonso Pedraza. Yeah, Mo Barrow, Alfonso Pedraza. Pedraza's playing really well in La Liga for Villarreal. Did you see that Pedraza got linked with Barcelona? I can't believe I put bloody eyes reading that. <laughs> Alfonso Pedraza's finest moment playing for Leeds was either hitting the bar against Newcastle in Newcastle away, or when he buried that chance uh, uh, scored against Birmingham away. Yeah. And that were well, the only things he did in his entire time at Leeds. Yeah, and Mo, Mo Barrow never did anything. <laughs> no, Mo Barrow didn't even get a game time really. He, yeah, um, he played a couple of times. He just. He just was he just yeah. didn't do terrible every yeah. time he came on. Although it's fair, I think he's Reading's best player. <laughs> yeah. he, to be fair, oh, what I he's done at Reading is he scored. Special. He scored against us for Reading, didn't he? Yeah, last season. Chris, we were there last season. Hated that he scored and celebrated right in front of us. No, I think the lads rude. in front of us ran down the stairs to try and like just start on him, hurl abuse <laughs> at him. Um, yeah, so two two one. Matt will be also proving that he does know how to beat. Uh, how to go to the New York Stadium in Rotherham <laughs> and pick up a result. Shut up, Steve Evans. Did you see that video I tagged you in there? Yeah, I, I love can't the... Re- uh, can't repeat it because of the language, but it was funny. I love it as well because <laughs> I love Steve Evans as well, because he got sacked as Peterborough United manager on the Saturday night as well. On the day we beat Rotherham away. <laughs> what a coincidence. Written in the start. It's, it's amazing how things work out like that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the harsh on Steve Evans, uh, getting sacked on Saturday, they only drew 0-0 at home to Charlton, who are fourth. Forgive me if I fail to feel sorry for Steve Evans after we were 4-0 down at half-time to Brighton. Uh-huh. No, but I, that, that is Brighton. I remember, I remember that game. I think, oh, God. I'm, I remember sitting there looking at my phone thinking, this, this is just awful I, I missed the first 15 minutes because I was out I came back like 15-20 minutes gone no one had told me to score I didn't know the score and I come in and it's like 3-0 to Brighton 4-0 to Brighton it's like oh great the only good part about that game is that Brighton actually felt sorry for us in the second half and we only lost the game 4-0 yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so 2-1 leads uh, fantastic there um, and three points at the top of the championship um, that's the only thing that matters uh, but let's move on to the uh, Leeds United and 23s then uh, another win for them this week uh, beating Sheffield United 2-1 at four parts last Monday they're top of their league as well uh, great stuff great stuff for the Leeds United and 23s yeah um, remain top of the league along with the under 18s of the first team I, I think I think the ladies team are like second or third now they're definitely in the top Four. Yeah, the, la- their, yeah. The, the ladies' team are the only team at the moment that aren't top of the league from under 18. And the, they've got to play Burnley next to the top of their league, so big game it could be them. a big game for them to try, try and get to the top of the league. But yeah, it's great for the under 23s. You always like to see the under 23s play well. Results aren't really that important, but uh, you like to see players chipping with goals and assists and yeah. getting experience that they wouldn't do at senior level. Yeah, or, uh, or senior players getting back to fitness and chipping in with goals and assists. But yeah, it's lovely to see. Yeah, Chris. Uh, to be fair, I'm I'm really pleased with them all. Uh, to be honest with you, it's always nice to be top of the league, no matter what division you're in or what age group. Yeah, and it shows as well. You know, all the signings that we made last season for the U23s, you know, they are worthwhile because great prospects. And you know, some of them do. We've already seen them in the first team. Been playing really well. Will Huffer, Abraham, Jack Clark, all these guys coming up, and it's great to see and great development as well at Leeds United. And it's just a great youth system overall. I'd like to see more Ryan Evanson though. I don't know where he's gone. Yeah. So uh, yeah, great great stuff for the under 23s Izzy Brown scored for the only goal of the game though. Uh, he always seems to be scoring for the under twenty three. Another day, which is great to see as well. Izzy, Izzy Brown. He, he, he looks really good. Yeah, I really do want to see Izzy Brown have a play a part in this season. It, it would disappoint me. 
a lot if we got to the point where it was coming to crunch time and he did something like re-injured himself or just didn't really feature much beyond being on the bench because I want to see him play and I want to yeah. see him because I, I, I do feel for the lad because he's I know he's just getting back from injury but you, you want to see him play a part in a promotion I mean he helps with Huddersfield he, he played for Brighton a bit when they were in the Premier League but and it got, that's where he got his injury but you want to see him it'd be nice for him to get another promotion on his CV because then if, if we were to re-sign him in the Premier League which I don't know if we do or not uh, or if you wanted to seal another loan which as a Chelsea youth player that's your bread and butter is going out on loans of championship clubs <laughs> um, it, it would be a lot more attractive if he could say oh yeah I've been, I helped Huddersfield get promoted I helped Leeds get promoted yeah. I, I can do you, I can do a job for you yeah yeah. I, I hope he doesn't get re-injured because I think if he gets re-injured out yeah, for another six se- weeks season over. that's him going back to Chelsea for me but well, if, if he doesn't get injured like fingers crossed, he doesn't. Where would he go? Yeah, well, he he he. he ju- Who I, would I, he replace at this point? Well, he wouldn't go straight into the first team. He got he gone to bench, and he'd be an impact player. We are missing a, we are missing a number ten though, and he yeah, he, he, can, he can play at number ten. And we Hernandez, you got Matthias Click, got all these. Mm. You've got Roberts, he can fill there. Yeah. Well, I don't think he'll go straight into the first team. But no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just yeah. saying if he does get to that point where he is good enough to go into the first team. Who would you want to replace him with? I just want us to be like three 0 up in a game with about half an hour to go. Just throw him on; don't matter. Yeah, we could just, he could just run about for a bit. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> can't, it can't be long till Lizzie Brown's back, and you know, other promise he's shown him in twenty threes and goals he's scoring. It, it will be great addition to to the squad without doubt in first team. And for me, if it does keep fit, it will play a big part in our promotion chase when he, you know, when he does venture get into the first team mix. I'm more excited to see Bamford, to be honest. Yeah, I'm yeah. really excited. So I, I hope he, he stays fit and has a good stint in the team because he, 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 he's shown it against Bolton. He, he is a good player. I think Rob Price in an interview on LUTV um, a few days ago said that he was he was back in training with the first team now. So you, you'd imagine uh, it'd probably be maybe a week's training in a under 23s game away from coming back. So it'd be nice to see him. Yeah, just need to tell him not to jump. <laughs> he, he, the, he got injured in training, falling on the same knee. Yeah. They, they had to scan him again to see if he'd done his PCL in again. Cause yeah, he d- was in the 23s match one anyway. He jumped and landed. Initially, yeah, when he did his, did his PCL and he, he landed on his knee and did his, uh, did his ligament in. But um, he, he apparently done some, a little tiny damage to the back of the knee ligament as well, but not so severe that it would take months to recover from. It was so minor that it would only take a few weeks to recover from. But um, yeah, because it's the same knee... They're, they're going to be very careful with him because if you if you gain multiple damage uh, in different points of your knee as a footballer, it's bad. Yeah. If you spread the damage over the, over two knees, then you, <laughs> I mean it sounds worse. But if if you because you if you do that, then you if you injure one knee, then you put all your weight on one knee, and then you end up stretching the muscles in that leg, and they become susceptible to damage as well. Whereas if they've both been injured recently, then you kind of you have to, obviously you have to treat both legs equally, don't you? Yeah, and they both recover around the same yeah. time. Whereas now it's Mainly they've just got to make sure he didn't fall over again yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but congratulations to the N23s anyway on their win and they uh, will be welcoming a new player to their team as well uh, as I mentioned in the introduction to the podcast Leeds have made their second signing of the January transfer window and that is of 17 year old Polish attacking midfielder Mateusz Bogus Mateusz Bogus Mateusz Bogus pronunciation challenge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Polish side um, Chris do you, do you want to say um, our, our resident Polish expert <laughs> yeah. let me double check it. I believe it's Hozhov what <laughs> Hozhov see here yeah it's, it's pronounced Hozhov right, well uh, cheers cheers Chris for that Sorry, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, mate, you've got some editing to do there <laughs> <laughs> um, yes yeah, so his uh, contract runs until the end of the uh, summer of 2021 uh, he is subject to international clearance I don't know much about him in all honestly Chris do you know anything about him um, I've watched him in a few international games uh, the under under 18s under 21s he has been very very good for them to be fair um, he came up with a lot the likes of Kapustka and Piontek and to be fair they've been doing bits in th- in their own selves so the fact that he's now being noticed you know by by other clubs it, it's good for well the nation of Poland and, and for Leeds because they're getting a, a good player yeah 
Um, no, that he's won international caps as well at youth level for Poland. Yeah. Sounds all right, to be fair. We'll be interested in see how he develops. Um, now, last season, I would have hated us signing this player because uh, last season I just hated us signing all these under-23s when the first team needed additions, but I'm uh, not too bothered now. Not not too bothered. Uh, if we don't sign another first-team player, I, I, I won't be bothered. Uh, I, want, I want another player. I want another player. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, I like the options. It's, it's not as like I want James to like jump immediately into the squad and play every game, but it's nice to be able to look at the bench and not think, oh, we've got to bring on a 14-year-old to change this result. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, with the greatest of respect to the under twenty threes because they have they, they have been the bedrock of our success this season. We need some senior players to, 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 to be signed, to keep fit, and to be on the bench ready to be called upon when we need them. Yeah, as proved with Tyler Roberts because he was kind of our only option to to call, to call upon. Um, not, not to significantly change the result at half time because I don't think any any of the rest of that bench could have done what he did. And if if he hadn't been there, then there would have been no one to call upon. We would have just just had to play with what we had yeah. I mean obviously that's down to, more down to injury than down to anything else injuries are plaguing the squad but yeah I'd like another player another option someone to pressure Alioski for his position someone to pressure Jack Harrison someone to pressure Jack Clark it's just nice to have more options yeah I, I see your point I, I would agree with that but I mean if we, if we don't sign a first team player it's not the end of the world uh, Chris who would you like to see Legion United sign in, the, uh, in this transfer window we've we got <laughs> one day messy. left. <laughs> Are we talking about realistic? Or? Yeah. I mean, we've got one day left. Transfer deadline day tomorrow. Who would you like to see Leeds United sign before the deadline? Honestly, I would love a winger at this point. I don't I don't really mind what winger, so long as he improves the squad rather than buying a winger for winger's sake. Yeah. Um, um, we have been linked with a winger, Daniel yeah, James. Daniel been linked James. with him heavily. 21-year-old Welsh winger at Swansea City. He played um, the other day. He played last night, though, didn't he? Yeah, he, he played last night and, and scored. scored during a free old job at home to Birmingham. Probably an indication there that he isn't coming, but the Inside Ellen Road podcast yesterday, Charles, you were mentioning it on the uh, drive up here. Yeah, um, Phil Hay said that someone close to Daniel James had basically said that he's the deal is 100%. This is, it's not my words, <laughs> this is Phil's words, so you got any abuse, send it to Phil. 100% going to happen were his words. Yeah. Um, but you don't know whether he's going to... The thing is, with him starting for Swansea, it might be just the case of Swansea trying to convince him to stay by saying, you will get first-team uh, minutes here, whereas yeah. you, you might not get it at Leeds. They did the same with Leroy Further. He's uh, he's on uh, transfer talks at the moment about leaving as well, but he started and he was a captain. So yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a weird one from them. Are they, are they playing them to say, listen, this is what you're going to get, or saying... Well, if you're going to leave us, we might as well milk as much out of you as possible. I mean, if you cap, if you're making a player captain, who <laughs> I don't actually, I don't know if he's their permanent captain or not. I don't know that much about Swansea. I thought Leon Britton was their captain. Yeah, I thought he was, but, he but was um, fair, was if they're making him captain, that's kind of like, and he's going to leave. It kind of implies they really want him to stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but interesting from the inside end of the podcast, and they were saying as well all, all the you know, the rumours of like we've bid six million pound, bid twelve million pound. It's like we we haven't. It's a bit lower than that. Phil here was saying. Yeah, he said it was the numbers weren't quite as high as that. I imagine there will be significant add-ons if we get promoted, though. Yeah, we, we might. We, it might be the case where Victor Victor Rotter's basically said, "All right, we'll give you four and a half million for him now, or something like that, and we'll give you another three or four if we go up." Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if we sign him. Great addition. If if we don't, then hopefully we, we do look at someone else. But uh, yeah, the uh, only first team signing at the moment is Kiko Casilla. Uh, on the outs though, and uh, Lisa, twenty year old goalkeeper Will Huffer has joined Barnet on loan. Um, just a month though, as as we mentioned earlier on, and definite potential there for Huffer. We, if what we saw um, from him against uh, Bristol City uh, is anything to go by, um, although. He did concede three goals in his debut on the uh, Monday night. One of them was Brentford. a penalty, though. Yeah, <laughs> one of them was a penalty, and it shouldn't have been a penalty. It was an awful dive for Molly Watkins. I, I really don't like Ollie Watkins. <laughs> I, know pe- I know people say, oh, yeah, he's a good young talent. Le- Leeds were looking at him. He's he's a cheat. The man's a cheat. Yeah, <laughs> Mal- he cheated at Ellen Road. He cheated against Barnett. He's a cheat. Malpai as well. I, I can't say what I think about Malpai on this podcast because it's PG. <laughs> I don't like the man. Well, um, definitely not. Um... There's been another um, transfer for uh, 
lead, someone leaving on loan. Uh, Heidi Sacco has now uh, changed. Heidi Sacco, did yeah, you, he's Did gone. you see the photo of him joining yes. that Turkish club? He looked like he was joining the <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> yeah, they had him in like full like body armour. It was ridiculous. Sorry, yeah, yeah. It, was yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> loan at last Palmas uh, at the beginning of the season, but yeah, he's gone to Turkey now. No idea. I, I don't, don't really want to, to I don't know how to pronounce the team, the team name. I would just say that Las Palmas cancelled his loan because he wasn't getting any game time and he wasn't being effective, yeah. and because he didn't have any end product, all of which was noticed by Leeds and why he isn't in the squad. Yeah, but we still signed him. I, I, I think he's in the wrong sport to be honest. As an Olympic sprinter, the man would have a right laugh. <laughs> he's, he's definitely got a lot of pace. Definitely. I remember when we signed him and and his contract. It was like a fifty million pound release clause for him. All, all, a lot of that European release clauses are just yeah. insanely high yeah, def- purely because they, they they want to put release clauses in but they don't want anyone to buy their players <laughs> so yeah. there um, really, really needs to be better rules on that Yeah, but back onto Will Huffer um, of course debut on Monday night 3-0 draw uh, what a debut <laughs> what a game to debut uh, in the FA Cup against Brentford um, yeah but to concede three goals are not too good but Will Huff definitely got potential down it'll be good for his development it made a cracking save when it was 3-3 on about 87 minutes from about like 89 yards out like a really good one on save so much so that it was on the it was on the Barnet Twitter page so it must have been a good save because saves don't usually get tweeted about unless they're decent like Phil A only tweets about saves when they're really good <laughs> like Casillas save against Rotherham got, got a tweet it, yeah, they've, they're a League 2 side that's earned a, a replay against a championship side so and yeah <laughs> it, and the, from the look of their goals they actually played really well and they, yeah, they did. And they didn't actually deserve to lose. Uh, not lose, deserve to draw, sorry. But yeah, it'll be a good experience. Hopefully he'll, he'll, he'll play in the replay and they will go through because, you know, Brentford can go away because they cheated at the road. <laughs> <laughs> and they cheated against Barnet. Yeah. Imagine having to cheat against Barnet. Uh, it's it's some low stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, but it'll be good for his development. We'll be interested to in see how that goes. Uh, but let's now preview the game this Saturday. Massive game for Leeds this one. Not, not just not just the biggest game for Leeds this season. I would argue the biggest game in the Championship this season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> massive for Norwich. Of course, Norwich City at Ellen Road, five thirty PM kickoff. You excited, guys? You excited? I'm, I'm, I'm bricking it, mate. I'm absolutely bricking it. <laughs> They're a good side. Did you see those their goals? Uh, they, they, uh, who did they, did they draw? Was it Sheffield? Yeah, Sheffield United was last game. Yeah. Their goals. Have you seen their, their, their quality goals? Yeah. yeah. Again, they have the same problems that. The scoring, but the conceding as well. They're playing the football that we played at the start of the season. A lot of one-touch stuff, yeah. a lot of penetrative stuff that we've just, for some reason, stopped playing. Uh, in not not altogether, but we've stopped doing it as much. And but they they overload the wings. They're always trying to f- uh, feed Pookie or they're trying to feed Onel Hernandez is is one to be watched. He's dangerous. He is. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But Pookie, I think is. Uh... If you stop Hernandez and you stop um, Buendia, you'll stop Pookie though. You don't have to really mark Pookie as much as the w- the wingers. If you stop them, uh, Buendia and Hernandez on the wings, Pookie. I've seen him at Norwich playing games in the past where Pookie's been completely ineffective because uh, uh, Hernandez and Buendia have been marked out of the game. So it's not Puk- I don't, although Pookie is an excellent player and they got, he's probably the best free transfer <laughs> definitely the best free transfer 17 championship goals is mental for a free transfer yeah um, especially given he was at Celtic and didn't do anything <laughs> but uh, yeah if you stop Hernandez and you stop Wendy you'll stop Pookie yeah yeah it's going to be a completely different game though from when we played him early on in the season completely different circumstances because when we last faced him won 3-0 away back in August absolutely dominated played some really nice football different team um, yeah I mean Norwich were poor they were near bottom of the table now they're of course second three points behind us just one loss in their last 17 championship <laughs> games um, God of course, uh, the last game they did, did draw two all at home against uh, Sheffield United. They've had yeah. a lot of draws recently. Yeah, but they're, they're a very good side, though. Very good side. Uh, it will be difficult. Extremely difficult. I would take a point. Would you? Would you be happy with a draw? I wouldn't be happy with a draw, but I'd be satisfied with a draw. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not happy unless we win a game, <laughs> <laughs> frankly. But I'd be, I'd be if we went on. To, if we drew this, and then went on to beat Swansea and Borough. I cannot say I'd be annoyed. I yes. think if we if we win this. We have a very, very good chance of going up, because like, uh, then we've got a massive gap. Yeah. Well, well, if we win this, we go at least six points clear. Exactly. But if we if we draw this, we're still on a. Eh, it, it could be, you know, that. You no, know, nothing changes. No. If we can't lose this, though, if we, we cannot yeah, afford to lose. If we lose this, then that uh, that's it. I feel if they like. beat us by a three goal margin as well, they go above us. 
Yeah, I mean, it's good. I don't think they will be as by three goal margin, by the way. Just no. Just, <laughs> no, I would be extremely angry if they beat us by three I, goal margin. I, I reckon, I reckon, I reckon there'll goals. be a lot of goals. Talking about three goal margin, remember a few years ago, final home game of the season? Me knew. Chris, we went to that. I yeah. was at that game as well. Yeah. Norwich were three 0 up, and then we come back to draw three. Chris Wood scored just before half time, yeah. and um, and then that, that kind of, and then Kyle Bartley scored on about forty seven minutes, and then, and then it was Pablo Hernandez yeah. banged in a yeah. quality free kick yeah. at about. Yeah, I think that was funny. at about seventy eight minutes, and then we had like ten minutes to win the game. I think Bartley missed the chance by about half a foot, which would have, if, if it had gone in, we'd I think we had still had a chance of making the making top six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, massive game for both sides. Can make a break. Promotion chances for both both sides as well. Click to score a hat trick. <laughs> I will give you a tenner if Mateus, if Mateus Click scores a hat trick. You Ooh. heard it all here. Right, yeah. I, I'll, I'll leave that on record. <laughs> if Mateus Click scores a hat trick, I will give Chris a tenner. Yeah, Chris, you're just a massive fan of Mateus Click, aren't you? I mean, he's my screensaver on my phone, so you know. Like. It's the first of, for me, a few season defining games. You know, Norwich at home, and Middlesbrough away, and then Swansea at home. It gets a lot easier after that. Cause we, we it they... gets a bit easier, and then we've got West Brom at home on the match first. We got to play QPR as well, which we should win that one. Yeah, um, yeah. Bolton home, yeah. QPR away. We got some, we got some reasonable get. Although nobody's got an easier game, easier running than Norwich. It's ridiculous yeah. how easy they're running. They've got a really easy one. Th- I think we're their last um, top six game that they have to play. Are we? I think so. Whereas we, we we've got to play um, Swansea, who are hovering around the top six. Borough, who are in the top six. Uh, we've got to play. Sheffield United again. <laughs> we got we got to play. Obviously, got Norwich this weekend. Um, we've got a lot of games. Um, yeah, but you know, nothing's guaranteed in the Championship. Norwich uh, slipped up against uh, Hull when they were down, right down the bottom of the table. They've uh, they've slipped up against teams in the past. We just have to hope that they that they've been annoyingly consistent of Norwich, uh, whereas we haven't been. We, we need to sort that out. Really. Well, ever since we beat them, they've been annoyingly consistent. I've been really, really good. I, I think we, we, we literally broke them to the point where they just had to rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they're still saltier for that though. I feel like they're really they're really gonna come out here and try and do us dirty. I I, I love that game. I was uh I was down in I was down in Derbyshire for me uh my nan's birthday and I was sat watching it on a stream on my phone with my dad and I was just like I think we're three 0 up here. <laughs> we played some quality football that game. Absolutely quality football. Uh, goal of the game had to go to Pablo Hernandez though. Yeah. Edge of the box, classic whip nah. around the keeper. Nah, Chris will say click. Obviously, no. I mean, no, that was a scrappy goal. That one. It doesn't matter. But it was click. It was Matash click. Come on, Charles. <laughs> it, 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 it was a it was a poor save or cruel when he capitalised. <laughs> Fair play to the guy, but Hernandez's goal were better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, a few scenes finding games coming up, and this is why the Rotherham game on Saturday was. So important to win because if we win that, we take momentum, take the confidence from that win into these important games and into this massive game against Norwich. Norwich will be seeing the game from the point of view as it's a must not lose, and I think we're going in with the same attitude. So, although everyone's expecting like dynamite three all football, I I can I could actually see it finishing one one or something like that. It probably will be three all, knowing uh, Norwich and, and Leeds as well. Would it? I think because our defence is finally, if Douglas is fit, which is a possibility, our defence is finally back fit. So, well, we have Pontus back, that's for sure. That's Pontus is back from suspension. Yeah, thank God. Calvin Phillips is back from suspension last game. Uh, Douglas might be back fit. So if we get a back four in and we defend not like <laughs> not like idiots, we should be all right. Yeah. Uh, what's the team lineup for you guys? Because of course Pontus Janssen is back from his suspension. Uh, Calvin starts. Phillips, he's still there. <laughs> yeah, Pontus Janssen goes straight into defence, but... Midfield for you. I mean, Forshaw and Click, they both had good games against Rotherham, but you've got to drop someone, don't you? Because Calvin Phillips, he has to play, doesn't he? Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> uh, goodbye, Forshaw. And um, unfavoured opinion, uh, Alioski at left back. Oh. No, no really. If, if Douglas is fit, Douglas at left back. <laughs> Alioski can't go offside if he's left back, though. No, he, he can't. He, he plays so <laughs> far forward when he, he plays left back. It's he, unbelievable. My, my midfield would be defensive midfield, Calvin Phillips. Yep. Middle of the pitch, for sure. Cam, Cam roll would be Mateus Click. I'll, I'll let you have it. <laughs> Thank, thanks for letting me and have that line up. <laughs> on the wing. Hernandez, just so. Hernandez on the wing, and I would probably start Jack Harrison, to be fair. He's in good, really? form. He's in good form. He's uh, in yeah, good, good form. Yeah. Roof up front. But Alioski's not going to get dropped, is he? He's, he's, he's not. He's, he's the only player. The man is undroppable. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Bielsa loves him or something. He's the only player I haven't seen him drop. Yet. Yeah, but he puts in 110 percent effort. So I think the, like only, the only player that's played more games than Alioski this season, um, or actually last season, more, more games Alioski was Luke Ayling. 
Yeah. Who just played every game. I mean, Luke Hillen was out for about a month this season because he. Because every every time he plays Forest, he snaps his legs in half for some reason. I'm not sure why. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah, for, for me, Phillips back in defending midfield, and yeah. for me, for sure. Oh yeah, by the way, back line is Casilla, Ailing, Jansen, Cooper, Douglas. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If Douglas is fit, hopefully he is fit. I, if I, he isn't fit, I'll get left back. Because uh, Alioski, he's been really good at left back. Yeah, he's not a bad left back. He goes too far forward for me. I don't, I don't, it makes me ill watching him go too far forward. <laughs> we get, he, he does spend. All, I mean, he spends a lot of time just holding Jack Harrison's hand. Yeah, him and Jack Harrison just stood next to each other all game. That, <laughs> yeah, and that, to be fair, could really cost us against Norwich because they're fast on the counter. Yeah. Really fast on the counter. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting um, but yeah that's that's the lineup. for us definitely Pontus goes back in and uh, Phillips midfield I'm for sure job. he's made a lot of mistakes yeah. he costs yeah. his goals I mean it'll be interesting to see what, what lineup he also puts out Jack Clark as well for, for you Chris as well I mean me and Charles touched, touched on it earlier for you does Jack Clark start or does he go on the bench, bench. He's, a, he's an impact player I don't think he's going to he'll punish their tired fullbacks yeah. on about 70 minutes that that's that's the thing with Jack Clark. He always he don't come on in seven, on the seventieth minute. He always comes on in the forty fifth minute. True, but I'd rather have him come on a bit later. I don't know. I like him in the forty fifth minute because then he gets a feel of. If he comes on in the forty fifth minute, then usually it's because someone's been playing poorly. Yeah, he'll come on midway through the second half if if we're playing well. If, if we're, we're playing well, Bielsa doesn't make any changes at half that's, time. That's yeah. very true. To be fair, yeah, definitely. Uh, but massive game, no massive title decider. Yeah. I wouldn't say a title decider, but really? six points is a big gap. That's all I'm saying. Six points is a big gap. I, I feel like gap. this is, forget a six-point game, I feel like this is going to be a nine-point game. A, this is a nine-pointer. <laughs> <laughs> massive, massive game this weekend against Norwich at home. Score predictions, guys? 1-0. One 1-0? All. One all. 2-1 to Leeds, obviously. Two, yeah, I'm going to go for... No, I'm going to go four three leads. Oh, yeah. I think I think it'll be high scoring. That would be a cracker. That <laughs> four three leads. Four three. Uh, I'm going to go for. And it was around this time last year as well where we played Millwall and we lost four threes. So hopefully, it's a four three win for Leeds. I've never been more annoyed looking at updates on my phone than that game because we, <laughs> we were three two up yeah. in the 87th minute. Not dwell too much. That, on that, that broke us. As that that bro, uh, watching that game so bro. annoying let's not dwell too much on that because <laughs> I feel sick thinking about <laughs> just Millwall just and, upsets and me enough about Millwall <laughs> enough about Millwall it's not, it's not the Millwall podcast yeah, it's the All Things League <laughs> podcast a massive game against Norwich and hopefully uh, Leeds United come out with the win uh, but that brings us to the end of our podcast so thank you very much to everyone for listening and downloading this week really do appreciate it thank you to Charles as ever for joining me thank you very much and uh, Chris as well thank you very much for joining me and Charles as well thanks for having me we'll be back on the podcast yeah yeah definitely yeah, good 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 first ever guest on the podcast and it's, it's gone really well we really enjoyed this one um, but yeah if you enjoyed this podcast make sure to share it and give us a five uh, star rating on uh, iTunes that really helps us out um, sharing it really helps us out as well and if you're uh, brand new to All Things Leeds make sure you subscribe on the YouTube channel if you haven't already and follow All Things Leeds across all of our social media pages follow myself on Twitter at, at Ed underscore McIntyre 98 Charles what's your Twitter? Um I think it's I could change it recently. I think it's Charles underscore Foster Five is mine. Yeah, and Chris. Um either the Yorkshire Polo at Paul Yorkshire. Yeah. Follow us all and give us a retweets when we tweet out the uh, the uh, podcast. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Ta-ra. <laughs>